What's up, guys? Welcome back to the First Team Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Jones. Today, this episode, we're talking about the recap of the sixth game, sixth game Friday night. Uh, so let's going to start off with the first game, the Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I, I had the Brooklyn, uh, I'm sorry, I had the Magic winning this game. Uh, they're pretty... Uh, they kind of started off slow. Uh, Brooklyn started off pretty fast. You know, they, uh, high scoring, high scoring game. Uh, it was 39-36 first quarter. Brooklyn took the lead, so Brooklyn, you know, pretty uh, took the underdog situation. You know, kind of to heart. You know, they started off fast. Then uh, second quarter, uh, Brooklyn had some type of mislap. You know, they had twenty in the second, which led to a Orlando Magic thirty-four point quarter. Which pretty then that's when they uh they took the lead had the lead and they never looked back you know I, I believe you know that the most they're up by in the game was uh, at least by thirty points and that was in the third quarter so before the fourth even started the game was pretty much over and even though the score shows that it was a ten point victory for the Magic it was more than that just because due to the whole quarter you know the the bench guys and the role players just played um for the Magic. Like I said, they played well. Uh, Evan Fournier, Vucevic, they combined for 46. You know, Vucevic is, you know, a guy ever since he came in the league, young guy, he came in, you know, averaging, you know, double-doubles. Uh, this game he had, you know, 22-7-5. You know, uh, he shot well, 8 for 12. So he shot 75% from the field, you know, 25% from three. So he did his thing, uh, Evan Fournier. Another guy who shoots who uh, shoots the ball well, like I said, like um, they were up by at least thirty. You know him, uh, Evan Fournier had a plus or minus of a plus twenty six. So and then like I said, he shot well, ten for fifteen from the field, three for six from three, you know, shooting pretty good. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know he didn't produce he didn't produce as much point wise, but he had a double double, eleven rebounds. I was give good energy. Uh, they also had bench a lot of great bench production. Great bench production. Uh, pretty much almost everyone on the bench scored except for uh, Melvin Frazier and Mo Bamba. Uh, Jonathan Isaac led the bench with 16 points. You know, shooting six for seven. His first game back ever since he uh, you know, quite obviously the scrimmage, but in the prior to the season when he was injured. And then uh, Kim Birch came off the bench, played, gave great minutes. You know, twelve points, four rebounds, five or six. You can't ask for too much from a guy like him. You know, he's a uh, defensive guy mainly. You know, he had two blocks, a steal. Then you had uh, Markel Fultz, you know, a future, uh, former number one draft pick. You know, obviously coming off the bench. They have actually great guard play. Markel Fultz, Michael Carter Williams, Terrence Ross. So they have some guys you know that can produce off the bench, but I doubt that the Magic would. You know, do this every game. Granted, you know, they did make the playoffs last year. They gave the Raptors a run. Well, not a run. It's uh, just a, a good first game, you know, back when DJ Augustine did his thing. He played all right. This game had 11 points, 5 for 9 from the field. Uh, as far as Brooklyn goes, obviously, you know, they're very shorthanded. And like I said yesterday, they don't have, you know, Durant, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, guys that, you know, they're key guys. So, uh, obviously, you know, they still have Jared Allen, you know, big. You know, he had 14. He only had five rebounds. And normally, try to average a double-double. And he's always really shot blocking. Wasn't, you know, really changing shots at the rim this game. Uh, 
the biggest biggest production was a guy off the bench who was actually they uh they got from the seventy sixers. Uh, Timothy Lualu Cabaret Cabaret I'm sorry, Cabaret. Uh, he had twenty four off the bench. So that was, you know, their bench actually played better than the starters uh this game. You know, you know, they they bench actually is better. They got Justin Anderson coming off the bench. You know, Dante Hall, who played uh, Alabama with uh, Young Bull. Uh, Garrett Temple, Tyler Johnson came from the Heat. He's a good player, great point guard. So in the next game we had was uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. This game was the first overtime game that we had in the bubble so far in the regular season. And this game, this game was a great game. Uh, Dame, Dame versus Ja. Uh, ja didn't disappoint. I mean, he had 22, 11 assists, five rebounds. You know, like I said, rookie of the year in my eyes. I don't see who else can even come close to him. And Jaron Jackson Jr., JJJ, you know, he, he shot unbelievable. Uh, it took a lot of threes. took 15 threes. Uh so that's that's pretty. That's a lot of threes for a a, a seven foot, a six ten guy. But I mean, he shot. He had thirty three points. So I mean, ten for ten for twenty two from the field. So we really he only took seven shots inside the arc. He seven nine seven from nine from the three. Cal uh, Anderson didn't really do much. Jonas Valanciunas he had sixteen. Uh, Dylan Brooks he had fifteen. Uh, him and uh, John Morant, they complement each other well. Young backcourt, you know, uh, both of them guys can really leap. You know, uh, Dylan Brooks can really can really shoot the ball from deep. You know, they got a few bench. Uh, the Grizzlies, even though they didn't pull it out, they had a lot of bench production, especially Brandon Clark with twenty one off the bench. Uh, Devin Milton, yeah, seven. Gary Grayson Allen, you know, to do all the Duke guys out there, you know, he only had five points, but the Grizzlies, they are uh, they're a good team. They're a good team with a few vets, a lot of young guys who I think can really make a push for the playoffs. We're dealing with this game that they just lost. And, um, they still they still hold the uh, AC in Portland. Uh, they Obviously, they pulled out the victory. Uh, behind Dame, behind I'm sorry, behind CJ's 33, Dame had 29. Dame really started off slow in the first. You know, they was uh, Portland really produced well without Dame scoring. You know, CJ doing this thing, Nurkic he's back. So and then Gary Chin Jr. He was shooting the ball very well from deep, four for five from three, shooting 80 percent from three, five for eight from the field. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then uh, you had Melo, stay Melo. Yeah, he had 21, seven for great, super efficient, seven for ten from the uh, field, you know, seventy percent, hundred percent from the free throw line, two for four from three, seven rebounds, two steals, you know. I mean, the teams didn't really turn over the ball. It was sixteen to thirteen to sixteen, so not too many turnovers. So the teams really took took care of the ball very well in this game. Hassan Whiteside didn't start. You know, he had seven points. We play. We play eighteen minutes. And we still trying to get him in, you know. So, uh, Trailblazers, I think they can really make a push because they still they currently still hold the ninth seed ahead of New Orleans and Sacramento. So I think they can definitely hold 
the hold the ninth seed. And I think if Portland played Memphis in that playing game, obviously the ninth the ninth seed team has to win two games, and the eighth seed team has to win one or to make the playoffs. So I think Portland could definitely pull out those two games and beat Memphis, but it'd definitely be a, a great matchup to see between those two teams later on in the season. The next game we had was uh, the Phoenix Suns versus the Washington Wizards. Uh, Phoenix did pull this game out, 125 to 112. Uh, they pretty much, <clears throat> excuse me, led the whole game. Uh, another high scoring first quarter, 38 to 31. Hasn't been too much uh, defense. Well, these this this game, well this this day, uh, Friday, it wasn't wasn't much much defense at all. The first two games with New Orleans, the Jazz, and Lakers and Clippers, it's much defense. You know, it was low hundreds. You know, these games, no team has really the winning team. The lowest was one nineteen. So basically, no no team that game scored under one twenty if you won. So, but uh, back to you know the Phoenix and Wizards. Uh, they won with led by uh, Devin D. Book and DeAndre Aiden's 51 combined points. Uh, Book, 8 for 21. Uh, you know, he's a high-volume shooter. You know, he's one of the shooters, scorers that once he gets going, you know, it's it's hard to stop him. We've seen him score, and score 70 before, so obviously he can put the ball in the hole. Uh, he was 9 for 9 from the free throw line, so at least, you know, he made throws. 2 for 7 from the 3. Not so good there. Uh, DeAndre Aiden. The uh, number one pick, twenty nineteen uh, draft. Yeah, play remarkable. Yeah, twenty four points, eleven for fourteen from the field, two for three from from deep, uh, twelve rebounds, three assists, two blocks. You know, he's uh, actually playing. You know, all around the court. You know, doing everything that you need to do in order to help the team win. They had uh. Mikael Bridges, he had 13. Rubio, he had 15 and 9 with three steals, so he played a great game. And off the bench, they had Dario Saric. He gave you 16. You can't ask for too much. Four for six, two for three from three. That's what he does. Uh, Cameron Payne, C. Payne, he came in, gave you nine points, three rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, producing. So, yeah, like I said, these guys, like I said, going against the Wizards, you're going to get games like this where you see, you know, the box score filled up with everybody, but. You know, when they play the team, you know, we play a good team like the Mavericks, you know, Rockets, Spurs, you know, you're not going to see as much. And that's for the Wizards. Um, like I said, they were shorthanded. No John Wall, no Bradley Beal, not even Trevor Reason. Now he would make a big difference. But um, the young guy, rookie uh, Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga, played great. He had 21-8. and eight. Um, Troy Brown. 15, he added, uh, oh, Jerome Robinson, he had 20 off the bench, played 30, he played a lot of minutes, played 32 minutes off the bench, so he gave them a lot of, a lot of production off the bench, 7 for 9 from the field, 4 for, four for 6 from 3, so, like, a guy like that, you really see, granted, he's not gonna have every game like that, but it's good that, you know, that's, you do have guys that, you can trust off the bench that can, that can give you points. Also, uh, Ish Smith, one of my favorite Underrated point guards who doesn't really get a lot of praise. You know, he does a lot, especially when he's in uh in New Orleans and Detroit. You know, he really showed that, you know, he can he can play back he can play ball the game basketball. So uh, the next game we had was the uh the first 
televised, when nationally televised, uh, broadcast the game between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, <clears throat> this game, uh, the Milwaukee, they uh really put their mark, you know, on on this this bubble with the. Uh, they started out strong, a seventeen two run, quick seventeen two start. I'm sorry. <clears throat> In Boston, they fought back. Took the lead a few times, but they were really, really able to uh, to hold hold the lead. You know, just Giannis, he he was just he was something else. Double double like always, thirty six, fifteen and seven. He was pretty much just getting his way. You know, getting his way the whole game. A couple times he had a that one three he made, pull up three. You know, Giannis he really starting to get comfortable with his jump shot. And that's the most scariest thing about this Milwaukee team. You know, granted that, you know, in the regular season, you know, everybody pulls through, making shots when the playoffs come. It's like Giannis just has his tunnel vision, really doesn't like share the ball with his teammates. But they had a, they had, they got production. You know, Chris Middleton, obviously the other all star. He had 18, five rebounds, eight assists. You can get, if you can get Middleton and get you 20 22 a game. With these numbers for at least five rebounds, four or five assists, shouldn't have a problem winning. Uh, you got Brooke Lopez, Lopez Twins. Uh, he's, he's going to shoot three. He had two for five from three. Only thing about the Bucks, they didn't shoot the three well. You know, 31, 32% from three. Well, they did shoot from the field well, 47%. Wes Matthews wasn't too aggressive. Took six shots. Uh, normally shoots about a little more on the clip. Actually, all his shots, so actually threes. And he had three free throws as well. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to need more than just shooting just threes in, the, <laughs> in, the, in 27 minutes of, of playing. He's also there to play defense to go out when you're your, your opponent's best perimeter guy at the same time. Uh, then we have uh, the bench. Ersan uh, yeah, Iasova, he produced a little half seven. Robin Lopez, other Lopez twin, gave you nine. George Hill gave you seven. Corver came in, hit two, th- hit uh, two shots, two threes like he always does. That's what he's been in this league for fourteen plus years, probably fourteen years, thirteen, fourteen years. So it's, we know what we're getting out of Kyle Corver. Uh, fast for Boston. Uh, only thing about Boston is that uh, we were just they were just waiting on Tatum. Tatum was two for eighteen. That's something I don't think I've seen from him since he's been in the league. You know, he's always been uh, arguably their best guy besides Kimba. You know, for him to have a shooting night like that is very rare. Like I said, I've never seen him have a shooting night like this. Pretty, very efficient. Uh, gave you seven rebounds, three assists. Yeah, I just think for him, you know, you can't you can't score. You know, facilitate. You still had a chance to win. You you know, you're arguably your best player. Has five points, you only lose by seven. You really can't, you know, can't argue with yourself. Just, you know, just play the next game. Gordon Hayward gave you 17, nine rebounds, six assists. That's a great night for uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, Jalen Brown stepped up uh, at 22. Kimba gave you 16 with two assists. You got to do better than that. Uh, he's obviously, you know, he's, he has to score, but. Facilitating has to be up there as well. Uh, Daniel Thies gave you a double-double. 
off the bench, Marcus Smart. I didn't expect him to get 23. You know, he stepped up since since Tatum couldn't carry the load tonight. Then yeah, Brad Wanamaker, he made he made a few few good buckets for them five for nine from the field. So he definitely needed that to stay in this game because it was at the time they was down by like 15, 16. I definitely thought the game was going to get out of hand, but Boston definitely kept making a run and I would never quit. Like they shot, I mean, both teams shot bad from the three. I mean, turnovers, it was the same. So, I mean, it was just really, a, even games just Tatum didn't, wasn't able to show up, show up this game. But I I have, me personally, I have Boston uh, going to represent the, Boston or, or Miami going to represent the East in the finals. So, but this is definitely another, like I said, another great, this would be a great uh, seven-game series and a, a conference semis or a conference final matchup. Uh, as for the fourth game, it was another great matchup uh, between uh, two young point guards, uh, the Kings and the Spurs. Yes, I, uh, I did have the Kings to pull this out, but obviously they didn't. Uh, Swiper, De'Aaron Fox, man, he, uh, 39 points, 17 for 33, six assists. Oh, I mean, it was it was a... They started off slowly, and they were down 13 into the first. So, I mean, was, they were playing catch-up pretty, pretty much the whole game. Uh, you know, you got your production from Bogdan, Bogdanovich. You know, he's your second-leading scorer. Uh, Buddy Hill didn't give you much off the bench. Two for 13, six points. Getting more production from that from Buddy. Especially if they plan on making this, this playoff bubble. You know, you had, you know, Belicia, Harrison Barnes, they had 10 each. Belicia had 12, I'm sorry. Uh, Rashawn Holmes and Harrison Barnes had 10 each. And that's, I mean, for the Kings, you know, you're getting 120 points. You're getting that much production from your from your starting five. You know, you really can't beat that. But uh, the bench, Harry Giles, two points. Corey Joseph, five. Kent Bazemore, eight. You're gonna need a little bit more production from the bench. Like the Spurs, like for instance, their bench, you know, you had Marco Bellinelli give you nine. The young guy, Kevin John uh, Kevin Johnson give you give you eight. Rudy Gay gives you nineteen. So you definitely need more production. Granny lost by nine, you know, just one player, you know, at least two players give you give you six. Why you know, because Harry Giles gave you two. You're gonna need more than two two points off. Granted, he playing play four minutes, you know. So, and then, uh, like I said, for the Spurs, uh, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, uh, DeRozan, he led with twenty seven. Uh, Derek White had twenty six. They they played a pretty good game, you know. Obviously, they couldn't contain defense. Like I said, wasn't wasn't an option Friday Friday's games. Uh, Spurs, they play good. I doubt they they make the playoff bubble. That's because they they're down so by so many games, and it's only eight games. So the team, all the teams in front of them, will have to lose practically every game, or for them to make the playoffs. So I definitely don't think that'll happen for them. But definitely seeing all the guys that you have to to go regroup for next year, see what you have, make a push, and for the the last game. It's probably the best game of the night. 
uh, the Rockets and the Mavs. Ended the second the second uh, OT game that we had so far in the bubble. Uh, Dallas, you know, number one offense in the NBA, led by Luca and uh, Kristaps Porzingis. They played a great game. Uh, I thought Houston. They James Harden. He you know had twenty three in the first, but you know you definitely gonna need more than just you're gonna definitely need more than that to win. Especially, I think Houston. That small ball is 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 it works, but then again, Dallas didn't take advantage of the size situation. Especially, it was you know you got the tallest dude on your team didn't even play. Luke and Mute didn't even play. You had Robin Covington six seven. You had PJ Tucker six five. Daniel House six six trying to stick him, give him the ball. He, he should have had more than thirty nine. You know, he, you know, he 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 did play a great game. He took eight threes. I feel like he should have five less, three less threes, and three more of those shots going in the paint. You win. Uh, like I said, he had thirty nine, sixteen rebounds. You can't ask for a better a better scoring night, but you definitely could see more. See that Kristaps should definitely be in the paint more. Just get just. Take five threes. I don't mind like shooting five threes, but if you got the height opportunity by almost a foot on, on your opponent, you should impose that will and just pound it in the hole. Uh, Luca did his thing. Triple double. 28, 13, 10 assists. Uh, he didn't take care of the ball too well. I mean, he had eight, eight turnovers alone out of the team's 20. So right there alone, you know, he almost had half of the turn team's turnovers. Tim Hardaway, he's the third the third leading scorer, and he's the you know, the third rock. He uh he produced twenty four. That's what he does. Twenty four and five. And uh Trey Burke. Trey Burke lit he he lit the gym up yesterday with thirty one, eight for ten from three, eleven for sixteen from the field. Nah, six assists. You know he was also producing, and facilitating while scoring. You know he was just he was he was knocking it down all, all night. Uh, man, I just man, he was just one three. He hit one. Um, it was uh, fourth quarter, an OT. It was a crazy one. But then we going to the Rockets. Uh, Harden, man, he he really played this game. He wasn't trying to get thirty points in the free throw line. He was really. Making basketball plays and getting to the rim and, and making shots, you know, hitting the step back threes, three for nine from three. Didn't you know shoot to what it was. I mean, he's, he had forty nine points and eighteen of those from the free throw line. See, I'll take that rather than you know when he gets twenty four points, eighteen from the free throw line. You know, he was fourteen from twenty from from the field, which is efficient. That's that's great actually, which means he was really what eleven for. 11 for 11 from the field. And then he was at the threes. Inside the two, he was 100%. Inside the three, he was 100%. You know, Westbrook, you know, uh, man, that guy, he, he, I love Russ. He kind of just, he just kind of forces it. He, he shot 10 more shots than Harden. 10 more shots and had 18 less points. Granted, he shot 13 less free throws. But anyway, I doubt that Russ would be if 
give Russ and Harden the same amount of free throws, I doubt Russ is going to make 18 out of 21. You understand? So, I mean, they, the Rockets, they, they had production across the whole board. Uh, Daniel House, he gave them 20. Don't know how how much, how many games that are happening here have averaging 20 for the rest of this, this bubble. Uh, Rocco, Robin Covington, he had, gave you 13, 11 rebounds. He's basically, he's basically their center. Believe it or not, you know, then you got, you know, P.J. Tucker, Shoe King, he gave you seven, hit two threes. He's more your defensive guy. Before he gave you four rebounds, three assists on your bench. Uncle Jeff Green, he gave you 10. You know, you can always ask for that. Ben McLemore and uh, Austin Rivers, they played, you know, Ben McLemore is 4-4 from three. Uh, he's really, ever since he uh, left the Kings, he really found his, his jump shot, became just a three-point specialist. Because he was in, you know, Sacramento. I guess he was, he was really that that number two guy behind Boogie. He was trying to, he was trying to make it where he could be that guy. Where I guess that that, that didn't fit him, fit who he was. So I mean, he's he's found, you know, uh, home in Houston. He's actually actually playing playing well. Then Austin, you know, uh, he had ten points, four for eight. I love Austin Rivers. If you guys didn't know, uh, since high school, since he was in high school. We um, that's it for the uh six game recap. And uh, today we have a five night five game night. First we have the uh, Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets, which I think is really gonna, which is going to be the uh, the best game that comes on tonight. That comes on at uh, noon. Then the next game we have the Utah Jazz. They're back again versus the hungry OKC Thunder. I'll be great to, I'll be ready to uh, talk about that. Then the next after the third game we have the uh, Zion New Orleans Pelicans versus Kawhi and the Clippers. And then at seven we have the Sixers. First time seeing these two teams, the Sixers and the Pacers. That'll be a good game. See Victor Oladipo in action. Then uh, to cap it off, we have the uh, the soon the the, the favorites of this year's uh, finals. Favorites will be the finals champions, the Lakers, and the uh, under the I'm sorry, the uh, the reigning 2019 NBA champion, Toronto Raptors from the six. So we definitely so I want to start it off. Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets. Like I said, I think this will be the most entertaining game that comes on today. You know, uh, Miami Heat, they're a tough, scrappy group. You know, led with Jimmy Butler. You know, you got the two young guys, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Harrow, Bam Adebayo, Kelly Olenek. And they got uh, a lot of guys that they have, a lot of pieces. You know, Derrick Jones Jr., no relation. So uh he just This team, oh, this Miami team is uh it's a it's a pretty good team. You know, and then on the other side, Denver, you know, you got Jamal Murray, you know, skinny Jokic now, Gary Harris Jr. Uh Paul Millsap, you know, they, these guys, you know, 
been a, a, a group for about the past three years together, and they've been ready to, to uh, make that jump. And this could be the year. These two, these two teams are definitely uh, title contenders. So we're just going to have to see. Uh, in this game, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Nuggets. Like I said, they're a, a team in the West that has you know, been hungry for for a few years to, to make that jump. I don't know if they make that jump this year specifically, but it's, it's, it's soon to happen. You know, Mike Malone over there, in addition, the addition of Bo Bo, now that he's back, you got a guy that's over seven feet that can play one through five. With him and Jokic, I can play one through five and just, you know, that high low. And both of those guys can, can shoot at a club, which makes it scary. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets in this one. Uh, the next game. Utah Jazz versus the hungry, hungry OKC Thunder, led by uh, CP, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, and the young guy Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is uh, a second-year player who, who's who's really making his mark. And speaking of last season, he made a run for the Rookie of the Year, and then this year, uh, this season when he got traded to the Clippers, I mean, traded from the Clippers. You know, it was a very sad thing that the Clippers had to do, knowing that he, how good of a player he would be, you know, coming from uh, Kentucky. You know, most guys that, that come from there, they end up having good NBA careers, or at least a decent career. And then, uh, so, the Jazz, they're on a one-game winning streak after beating New Orleans on the opening night. Played a, they played a Jazz play better than what I thought they were going to play. You know Jordan Clarkson, like I said, he came off the bench, gave you twenty three. That was on that was unexpected. But uh, in this one, probably have to go with, uh, the Thunder. You know that that matchup down low between uh, Gobert and Stephen Adams. That's 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 definitely going to be a, a a matchup to watch. And obviously, you know the point guard matchup. Between, you know, Chris Paul, Mike Conley. You know, Mike Conley's got a, a 20-point night. He played really well. I was going to see what he could do against a point guard, you know, like Chris Paul. I'm not saying, you know, Lonzo is a bad point guard, but obviously you're going against Chris Paul. That's part of one of the best point guards in, in our generation. So it definitely, it's definitely going to be a game to watch. Then uh, third game. Got the Zion and uh, the Pelicans versus the Clippers. This uh, this game is going to be a great game as well. Uh, another West Coast matchup. You know, uh, the matchup between Brandon Ingram and Kawhi. That's going to be, I want to see what B.I.'s offensive game is going against, you know, arguably Ali's best perimeter defender and Kawhi Leonard. And also, you know, you're also going to have a chance to line up against Paul George, who's also one of the best, our best two-way players as well, alongside Kawhi. So it's definitely going to be a, a matchup to see, you know, when you got you could throw different two two different bodies at him. As well as, you know, Brandon Ingram guarding those guys. You know, 
that's definitely something I want to see. Just you know to see where can he can he be the one of the next you know two way guys that's coming up in the NBA. You know with his him being his fourth lead fourth year in the league, it's definitely gonna have him definitely tell him to start stepping up and trying to you know take take a stance you know in his defense. You know because that's you know guys gonna come at you if your guy scoring thirty and you score only you know. 25, 22 that night. What's going on? You know, so definitely CBI take control, and obviously, you know, Drew Holiday. He's gonna be having. He's gonna have to guard either Kawhi or Paul George at time. He gives him. He give it up a lot of height. You know, Drew's only six four, six five compared to Kawhi, who's six eight, six seven, PG six nine, six ten. So also gonna be great. Also, Zion if he gonna you know have to stick. One of those guys, if he does, you know, I want to see how he can line up against, you know, guys who are faster than him, longer, quicker, you know. So that would be great. But like I said, uh, this game, probably have to go with the Clippers. You know, I know they uh, they had a tough, tough, exciting game against the Lakers. You know, they probably felt they should have won that game. You know, uh, so they definitely think they're going to come out a little faster than they did against the Lakers. Also, you know, the Pelicans, you can't sleep on the Pelicans, you know, uh, the the uh, Lonzo and the Pat Bev matchup, you know, I think Zoe might, you know, remember what he did when he was a rookie. You know, push him on the ground in the opening night. So, it's definitely going to, I definitely want to see that too, dude. So, I mean, this is going to be a great, great matchup, top to bottom. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, I got the Clippers in this one. And uh, next game is uh, the Sixers versus the Pacers. Uh, you know, we got Ben Simmons and B Tobias Harris versus uh Ola Depot and I mean I guess you could put the minus of bonus in there, you know, he's an all star, you know, he well deserved. Uh this game, I mean I don't have to go with the Sixers. You know, I haven't seen, you know, I didn't watch the Sixers in the uh in the scrimmage bubbles or anything, so I mean obviously from from the time last time they played the Sixers are still one of the top teams in the East. So I mean, well, actually, you know, the the, the team they actually in the same uh same record. So I mean, this ought to be a this is definitely a game for for seeding this game right here. So I'm not sure what the uh, the standings are for for the uh, between those two right now. So I mean, it's definitely be a good game. This game, yeah, this game means a lot to both teams. You know, one loss. I know neither one of these teams probably wants to play Milwaukee or Miami. Probably even Boston. So, I mean, these teams probably want to stay, like, in the 4 or 5 range. Let's just stay away from those. And then, uh, Pacers side, you know, Oladipo, Sabonis. So, I mean, they don't, not too many weapons. But, like I said, it definitely yeah, I definitely think it'll be a good game, regardless, uh, like I said, this bubble has been uh, non-defensive, so, you know, teams are, you know, letting guys, you know, drive by more. And so, I mean, and also, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, that's a key key factor for for, for Indiana. And then, you know, Big Al Horford for the Pacers, you know, that's a that's a tough matchup for anyone. Ever since he came in the league, he always been tough to deal with. So, yeah, um... 
Yeah, we're going with the Pacers. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We're with the Sixers on this one. You know, I think it's, this would be one of the uh, one of the probably overtime games that we'll get today, for sure. And uh, the last game, uh, pretty sure everybody's gonna tune into this one, regardless of who the Lakers play, but especially you know the uh, Toronto team. Everybody, uh, you know, due to Kawhi and Danny Green leaving, you know, they still have guys who, 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 who are, who are making things happen. You know, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Kyle Lowry. Somehow, you know, he 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 somehow fits into, you know, when he gets in, he has his certain games. So maybe this could be you know, one of these games. You know, these guys are. Uh, like I said, they still on you know, defending champs, so they still have to get beaten. But I definitely think you know, today, you know, uh, I don't think the the Raptors will, will be able to line up against the Lakers. It's just you know too much star power, too much star power. Uh, you have Pascal Siakam, all right? You know, he's your best player. You know, you had somebody else that could guard, help you guard another person. Like Kawhi, for instance, he could have guarded LeBron and Pascal and AD had that matchup. But now it's to the point where who's who's going to guard LeBron? All right, he guards LeBron. All right, who's guarding AD, vice versa? So it's like, this it's, it's, it's a matchup problem. This one of those matchup problem games I think that definitely uh, AD can definitely take advantage of. Like I said, you know, I mean, they do have Mark Gasol still down there, but he he's not gonna guard, not gonna guard it. Uh, Anthony Davis. He's definitely not not fast enough, you know, just not quick, not too quick enough on your feet. So I, that won't work. So it's kind of you, you in no man's land, one on one with Anthony Davis for forty eight minutes. He could probably have forty tonight, you know. And LeBron, I think he'll. LeBron will probably uh, he won't be as you know as uh, hesitant to to start start playing this game. You know, obviously the first game is a, a higher uh, higher competitive game. You know, more riding on the line. So with this game, I think he'll probably just you know put the, try to put the stamp on it quick. You know, to kill the Raptors' hopes. Him, AD, uh, Kuz, you know. Guys probably just come in and end it early. Let the other guys get in, have some fun, play play the game. We uh that's it for this episode. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for listening again. Uh I said thank I think uh, thank again the Anchor app for allowing this opportunity. Uh we will be uh on tomorrow for the for the recap of to, of today's games. And, uh peace.